0: Okay, the second part here, we're going to begin with this scripture. What happened to the first part? The first part's over. God. Ten
1: seconds. It it
0: happened fast. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we're talking today about overcoming adversity. And one thing you can count on, uh, like I said in the first half hour, taxes and adversity. That's a guarantee. And they're synonymous. Is we, we don't like to pay taxes, do we? Well, you didn't say death. Death? Well, <laughs> I said loss of a loved one the first half hour. No, I mean,
1: most people say, you know, there's two things. Oh, oh yeah. Ta- pay no, taxes I didn't and say death. death
0: because Enoch, Elijah, know. they didn't taste the death. I'm so like you. I don't like Guess believe what? In it's death. not
1: guaranteed. No. Jesus is the door to heaven, not death.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But yeah, we're talking about things that you may struggle with, self doubt physical injuries or illnesses, rejection, poverty, losing a loved one, um, your, your job, your career, um, just disappointment, betrayal, criticism, you know, none of us like that stuff, but if we have the right frame of mind, we know it's coming, you know, it, it's, it's like that thing where if you know something's coming, why don't prepare for it? If you know it's coming, um, if you see, if you're walking across a train track and you see a train coming, guess what? You prepare to keep yourself safe. You get off the tracks. So if you know adversity's coming, then you need to uh, get off the track and get on the track of Jesus, right? Boy, that was uh, pretty bad, wasn't it? (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> what does adversity mean? It means difficulties, misfortune. We we covered that. So we're we're here today to discuss how do we overcome in these areas. Not one of us listening today uh, has escaped all those different things we just mentioned. Not one of us. So we talked the first, um, you know, we talked the first half hour about overcoming by welcoming these adversities because God's going to do something and use them to mature us, to bring us to a point where they don't bother us as much as they may be used to a few years back. So let's, let's talk about um, 1 Corinthians 10:13. It says we all experience times of testing. Well, there you go. All means all, that's what all means. So, we all experience times of testing, which is normal, which is normal for every human being. So, if we know this stuff's coming, we want to get ready for it. But God will be faithful to you. Boy, He always is, isn't He? He will screen and filter the severity of the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face. You know, I've never really heard it put that way, Jim. Mm -hmm. So that you can bear it. Say that again. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it.
1: Yeah, it's like we said before, he... He will not allow you to undergo more than what That's you can it. handle. You
0: know, that, I think that, that scripture is so misquoted because I think I've heard people say, well, God's not going to give you or put on you more than you can handle. Well, God doesn't do the putting on. It's, the, it's where you are, isn't it? it? Isn't the place that you're living in?
1: Well, I think we fail to realize, and I think a lot of this comes from a lot of our religious upbringing, at least I can speak for myself. It was all taken, really, was all taken off our back 2,000 years ago, it was. Rich, when Jesus said, it is finished. Yes. It is finished. And that's what God wants to reveal to us in this hour, the finished work
0: of the cross. Yes. Amen. Okay, here we go with the answer. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Remember I said in the first half hour, if we don't trust him in the midst of adversity, we won't be trustworthy in the abundance. So we, we, we just have to trust him that no matter what we're going through, he's always there with us. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He's always there. He's not standing next to you. He's actually inside of you. Christ in you, the hope, the hope. We have hope because Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He goes on to say, For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it, here it is, victoriously. Victoriously. Don't we all want to be victorious in our life, in our everyday living? We want to live the life of a victor, not a victim.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> as you're talking and as I've been reflecting on what we've been saying for the last half hour, Rich. Basically, I think what, what the Lord is endeavoring to do here in this broadcast is, and I, did, I believe I just heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, and he said, the first thing in reference to adversity. Is for my people to change their attitude toward it, and when you start changing your attitude toward it, you stop fighting with it. Yes. Okay, and and many people have themselves convinced that oh God put this on me. Okay, um, and the Lord is saying the first step to walking in victory, like you just said, over the adverse things in our life, is to change your attitude toward it. We think so many funky thoughts Mm -hmm. when things go wrong in our life. And in in the religious circles that we've been living in and raised in, um, we're so apt to blame God for every negative thing that goes on in our life. Yes, why is God doing this to me? Right, exactly. And, you know, all that comes as a result of a lot of this do-it-yourself religion that we've been brought up in. When you get saved, um, Jesus is now trying to reveal to you what he accomplished 2,000 years ago on the cross. But a lot of the religious teaching and training today teaches you um, how you got to do it yourself. And Jesus says, no, I've already done it. It's already finished. But religion says, oh, no, 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 no. You know, you got to get out there. You got to knock on doors. You got to witness. You got to tithe. You got They give you this whole book of rules and regulations, just like the Pharisees used to have in the Old Testament. And basically, there's no difference in the rules and regulations of the modern church today than where the Pharisees were, because much of the gospel, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is diluted down today. Because it's mixed with law and grace. But Jesus says, I only came in grace and truth. I didn't come in grace and law. I came in grace and truth. Mm -hmm. I didn't come to judge you. I came to seek and to save those that are lost. He didn't say, I come to judge. You know, the Father says, I've committed all judgment unto the Son. I've given all judgment unto the Son. And the Son walks the earth and he says, I didn't come to judge you. (laughs) But the Father says, I've given all the judgment to him. Well, Jesus took all the judgment away at Calvary. So he's saying, I'm not judging you. So when you go through these times of adversity, they actually can be a blessing. They actually can be a friend to you uh, and start looking at it that way. Come to me because these are opportunities for me to reveal my strength in you. But most of all, a lot of the dark things that we go through in this life God is trying to reveal the great love that he has for us in these days of adversity. God's always out to reveal his love.
0: You know, I, I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, there, there may be someone that happened upon this discussion today that has never, ever given their lives to the Lord. And man, yeah, there's all these scriptures and whatever, but it, it kind of seems a little difficult to Take all this in. The Lord wants you to know today he like Jim said, He made it easy. He made it really easy. All you have to do is start seeking him, start asking him, and start knocking on his door. And all all these questions and whatever that you have right now, he will he will give you some answers. Not always that second but he will give you some answers and so don't make this more complicated than it really is.
1: Yeah, Rich you used the word easy and I'm sure a lot of people thought, Oh yeah, easy right. Uh-huh. But Jesus was the one that said, Come to me, my yoke is easy yes. and my burden is light. That there that right. wasn't some man by the name of Rich that was just telling you that it was easy. Those are the very words of your Savior. Come unto me for my yoke. Yoke up with me. And you'll find out that when you're yoked to me, I will carry the bulk of the load. That's what a yoke is. you got a team of oxen, okay, and I see this big, healthy, strong... Ox, and I see this little baby ox is yoked up with the big one. Well, guess who's doing all the pulling of the wagon? It's not the baby ox. I got news for you. So the Lord says, "Take my yoke; it's easy, and my burden is light." So why do we feel all the time that the yoke is so heavy, the or you know the burden is so heavy? We need a change of attitude. We need a higher consciousness. We need to tap into the mind of Christ. Paul says you've got to have that mind renewed, and that's what we're talking about here, in order to walk in this victory, a renewed mind.
0: Yeah, Jim, in, in Hebrews 12, 2, um, wonderful verse, says, looking unto Jesus, if the only thing you get out of this broadcast today is i got to get my eyes off my problems and get them on to Jesus, then <laughs> you have overcome to a degree just with that one thing Um, Hebrews 12 2 says looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy the joy listen to this that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God looking unto Jesus, who is what? The author. Okay. If he's the author, if you authored a book, whose book is it? It's your book. You authored it, right? If Jesus is the author of, it says we are living epistles, we are living books. If Jesus is the author of your book, then it is his faith that he is finishing in us. It's not your faith that you have to, mm, I gotta go out and do calisthenics of faith, you know, I gotta do this, I gotta do. No, it's his faith. His faith is perfect. And he's going to perfect his faith in us. Okay, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, he's not the author of disappointment. He's not the author of pain or loss. No, he's not. He's God not. doesn't put adversity on us to grow us up like you may have heard from some pulpits. He mm-hmm. knows adversity is eventually coming to you, and he gives us a way to handle it in order for us to mature. Breakthrough, I, Jim, I'm telling you, there's people listening right now that breakthrough's coming to them mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. There is an anointing of breakthrough right now that, you know, you are designed to live in peace, love, and joy. That's your divine DNA. It's not disappointment. It's not pain. It's not loss. It's not suffering. It's peace, love, and joy. That's the kingdom. In the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, love, and joy. That's the kingdom of God. We must... Make it a decision to live in peace, love and joy. It's a choice. We have to make that decision. If if something happens at work or at home or something and it's just not the way you planned it and you fly off the handle, that's a choice. You made a choice to get angry and yell and cuss and do whatever, that was your choice. Even in the midst of a battle that you're going through, we can choose Peace, love, and joy. We will give in to one or the other. One of them is going to win. Choose you
1: this day, Joshua said.
0: Choose you which day? Choose chose, life, not death. Death is getting all bent out of shape and angry and upset and letting your emotions get the most of you. Whereas if you choose Jesus' way because he is the way, then guess what? You're going to keep your peace. You're going to keep your joy because you're not going to give it away. You have to give your peace and joy away. No one can take it. You have to give it away. huh? That's a good point. They might try to take it, but you can't... Unless you give it away, you can't lose it. So let's get off the emotional roller coaster of ups and downs. One minute we're up, one next minute we're down. And, and let's quit letting our emotions rule us and start like Jim's over here with his arms lift, soaring the into the heavenlies. Yeah. Um, we want the Lord to help us control our emotions, not the old man or the flesh or the carnal man or whatever. The Lord provides us with peace that passes all understanding and unlimited and complete joy. The Bible says, may your joy be full. It's cl- complete. But it must become a lifestyle. Lord says, choose life. Jimmy, you got another poem or anything? Well,
1: I'm just sitting here looking at a poem that I dearly love. Um, it really just shows how much in charge and how sovereign <clears throat> our Heavenly Father is. Uh, and it goes like this. We are his masterpiece. I mean, that is something right there that wouldn't hurt for you to meditate on today. Yeah, we that, are. That's
0: one you write on a piece of paper and yeah. put it up on the refrigerator. Uh,
1: we are his masterpiece. You're not your masterpiece, okay? This is not a do-it-yourself religion, okay? You don't have to work up your faith in order to do this and to do that. You don't have to do anything. You just need to look unto Jesus, like Brother Rich was saying, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. You cannot work your faith up. You cannot give enough money to buy faith from God. I hear a lot of preaching today. If you'll just sow a seed of $1,000, oh, boy, this is what God, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this particular poem says, We are his masterpiece. We're wrought from the hands of God. In us, he works both day and night, working deep within our sod. That's another thing, too. He's working in you day and night, okay? Sometimes we don't understand the the workings of his hands. But we know by faith that what he's creating, it surely will be grand. It's grand because he already knows the beginning from the end. Did you hear what I just said, my friend? (laughs) It's grand because he already knows the beginning from the end, and that is how he does all things to bring forth all as he has planned. Mm-hmm. As he has planned. He's making you into a son, a daughter, a mature son. And you're going to rule and reign with him in the ages to come. Okay? Doesn't it say that we're going to rule and reign with Jesus? That we're seated at the right hand of God? Wow, you talk talking about me? Yes, that's how God sees you, like Brother Rich was saying. He already sees you complete in Him. Yes, The scriptures even say you are complete in Him. We just have to get the revelation of all that. Then the poem goes on to say, I would love to see the finished work when it finally comes to an end. But He's reserved a day and time to reveal His master plan. We must wait by faith. Now hear this. We must wait by faith that He supplies You don't supply the faith. You just look unto Jesus. He's the author, the supplier of your faith. We must wait by faith that he supplies, and then we will start seeing this glorious prize. For in him we now live and move and have our being. And when our faith has come to an end, we will awaken our glorious bodies to be back home again.
0: Amen. Amen. The Sovereign Father. He is. I I, I love Proverbs 3.5. You've all heard it, but I'm going to say it real quick. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. I love John 16.33. These things Jesus said, I have spoken unto you that you may have peace. He's, He's telling you, you can have it. Just make the right choices. Jesus goes on to say, in the world, you will have tribulation. It's going to come. But in, then he says, same as James and same as Paul. Be of good cheer. Why? Yeah, why, why should we be of good cheer if we just got a bad report or they're going to come and repossess my car or whatever? Jesus said, I have overcome the world, and we overcame because he first overcame. And Romans 12, 21 says, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, our first thought sometimes is revenge. You know, oh, I'm going to get that person back. You know, First Thessalonians 5.15 says, Resist revenge and make sure that no one pays back evil in the place of evil, but always pursue doing what is beautiful to one another and to all the believers. Just like it says, love God. Love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Even when he messes over me really big, even even when, oh my gosh, you don't have a clue what this person did. You can, you can forgive because it lets you off the hook, not them. You're not letting anybody off the hook but yourself when you forgive. Doesn't mean you continue a a relation, especially if you're being abused, you know, physically or emotionally. Doesn't mean you stay in that relationship. It just means you got to forgive them to move on. And when you move on, God will help heal all those wounds. And when he heals the wounds, guess what? Uh, You don't even think about that any longer. I mean, if you think about it, it doesn't hurt like it did when it, the wound was fresh. But um, in spite of this disappointment, loss, criticism, betrayal, we must praise the Lord and trust that he loves us and wants to bring gain and breakthrough in our lives. But we must provide a platform in which he can build upon.
1: Yeah, I got a poem here, Rich. Um, It said, When the winds of adversity blow, I don't think I read this today. It will either raise you up high or bring you down low. And if you spread your wings of prayer and praise, then you will soar into my new day. But if you keep your wings down by your side, you notice the Lord said, If you keep your wings down by your side. The winds will blow you hither and thither, from side to side. So spread your wings and lift them high, and the winds of tribulation and adversity will pass you by. Praise the Lord.
0: Yeah. You know, this is kind of hard for our minds to wrap ourselves around this, but it says in uh, Revelation 3.21, He that overcomes... I will give to him to sit down with me in my throne. What does the throne represent? Power, authority. That's what he's talking about there. It's not, there's not some big gigantic throne in heaven where we all sit down in it and praise the Lord. Um, metaphorically speaking, there is, but it's, it's, it's having the same power and authority that Jesus had on earth he says in greater things you will do because I go to my father he said if you see me as I am as the I am can I put that in if you see me as the great I am you will be like me I mean all these scriptures in there are talking about a matured saint talking about someone that has power and authority I mean I'm just yearning for the day that that we have the power and authority that Jesus had where we can walk through cancer wards in the hospital and see everybody get healed. Oh, boy, that's just too pie in the sky, Rich. Well, maybe it is. But you know what? I believe it. I believe that can happen. I believe it will happen someday where, I mean, when Jesus... When the, the Lord makes the decision to uh, explode on the scene and the sons of God are revealed in their fullness, it's going to change the world, Jim.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of that going on today. It's going on now, you know, but I'm just the saying. dead and all that is yeah. going on today. Right? Yeah. Isn't
0: yeah. it funny that a lot of this stuff is in third, third world countries? Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> childlike faith. There's
0: something about that. Well, it's isn't childlike. There.
1: Yeah. If you want to enter my kingdom, Jesus said, come as a child. He didn't say go to the Bible seminary and get a PhD. Okay. He said, if you want to enter my kingdom, come as a child. So if you feel like you're childlike in your faith or you know you're lacking in this area, you're lacking in that area, No, you're just where the Lord wants you. He chose the weak and the foolish to confound the wise. He didn't choose the high and lifted up ones that had all the degrees and so on and so forth. Nothing wrong with degrees, but when you start replacing the living word, the revelatory word of God with man's man-made college traditions... um, You've Got a problem, yeah. You got a problem.
0: You may be sitting there saying, Man, I wish someone, you know, someone comes to mind. I wish they could hear this message. Well, they can. Uh, we have a podcast that is kingdom building, not kingdom builders, it's kingdom building. And anywhere you can get a podcast, if you want someone to listen to this, just tune it yeah, in. If
1: they want copies,
0: of- and if you want copies of any poems. of Jim's poems, um, okay. just go. Get a hold of us at Kingdom building 73 that's kingdom building 73 at gmail.com anything else
1: yeah I got one more to close with Go it for it. may. here's a poem the Lord just gave me here in the last couple of weeks actually and it goes like this <laughs> he probably needed to give me this one it's talking about a smiling face because I haven't been smiling too much with this knee replacement uh, but it, but it sure helped me through it and, and it goes like this Um We have something to smile about, for we have a Father in heaven who loves us so much that we can reach out by faith where he can be touched, touched also by the feelings of your infirmities to help them go away. And when he walked the earth, he said, I am the way, I am healing, I am joy. And now I'm bringing forth my new baby boy. Well, what do you mean he's bringing forth a new baby boy? He's bringing forth a new creation inside of you, brothers and sisters. There is a baby that's being born in you, and it's called the Christ of God, and it's coming to maturity. And he said, so now I'm bringing forth my new baby boy. So even in times of tribulation, I'm bringing forth great jubilation. So continue to smile and show the world my face. For then they will reach out and receive my grace. For there is great power in times of tribulation. For the world to see a smiling face of jubilation. For understand now you have become my face. Through which I am revealing myself to the whole human race. And the PS he gave me was I'm always smiling especially at you.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, we love you. Keep on listening, and, um, you know, we got more coming, so keep listening. God bless you.